you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. because he's here right now. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. It's an honor to be here tonight. It's an honor to bring the word of the Lord to you. And um, I'm going to be preaching on a topic that is really close to my heart. Um, Pastor is not here tonight. He is traveling. you to imagine with me right now the one thing that you have been asking God to receive for and you have not yet got from Him. I want you just to imagine that right now. What's the one thing that you have been asking God for that you have not yet received? I want you to know this evening that God not yet answering you is not because he does not hear you. It's not because he does not love you. But when it's his timing, that answer is going to come. Now what I want you to do is I want you to lift your hands and say, God, I release it to you right now. It's not in my timing anymore, but God, I surrender it. Would you do that with me? Lift your voice right now. God, we surrender it to you. 
You are a prayer answering God. Come on, lift your voice up right now for a minute. I don't hear any voices raised right now. Lift your voice up. Father, we're surrendering it right now. The name of Jesus. You are a prayer answering God. We trust you and we love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you get out in the aisle here real quick. Give a couple people a handshake. Just let them know how happy you are. They're here tonight. Would you do that? It's okay to have a good time in church. This is the one time I wish I heard more talking tonight. It's okay to talk and to laugh and to smile. Pass me not, oh gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 21, while on earth thou art Matthew chapter 21, verse number 12. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Shataya. Wow, on others thou art Calling you Savior, Savior, won't you hear my humble cry? While on others thou art You lift your hands right now and sing that. Matthew chapter 21, verse 12. If you have it, say amen. And when Jesus went into the temple of God, 
cast out all of them who sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And Jesus said unto them, It is written. It is in my word that my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it. into his own house there was a lack of prayer and he said it's written in my word this house this house must be a house of prayer and he cleansed the temple he drove out all of the nonsense said not in this house this house is going to be called a house of prayer. And you have made it a den of thieves. The last verse. And it came afterward. And the blind and the lame came unto him in the temple. And he healed them. Notice. the Lord could do the miraculous. God's going to challenge us tonight, and I'm going to ask you to help me preach this evening. I have a lot left in my voice. It's been a long weekend. I need to preach in church, amen? I need to preach in church, amen? Man, I just want to talk to you about this simple subject, prayer. Prayer. I want you to put your Bibles down right now and lift your hands one more time and ask that the Lord would open up your mind and would open up your heart. Oh, I need to pray in church. If we're going to preach about prayer, we better pray. I need you to lift your voice right now and I want you to pray the Lord would open up your spirit that you would receive the word of the Lord tonight. That's it. Lift your voice for a minute. Don't look around. Every eye closed. Every mouth lift him. And just pray right now for a moment. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word, Lord. We praise you. In the name of the Lord. Now would you clap your hands one more time. Give God praise. Give God glory. And if you will help me preach, you may be in the presence of the Lord. God loves a praying church. God is looking for people who pray. God is looking for a relationship with men that Relationship only comes through prayer. You see, prayer is the most important part of a church. 
yet it is the most forsaken part of a church. You see, prayer is the power source for the church to gain access into the Holy Ghost. Prayer is the doorway that we can walk in the Holy Ghost. It's the doorway that we can walk with Jesus. You see, the Bible records that he who dwells in the secret place, the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And if you break that down into our modern language today, what that means is he who prays is going to be all right. I've come to preach to you tonight. If you're worried about losing it all, all you have to do is get on your knees and pray. Because he who dwells in the praying place will abide underneath the protection of the Lord. I thank God this evening for an incredible church. I remember when my father came to this church, I was a young kid, three years old, four years old. And I, And to look where we have come is nothing short of a miracle. I thank God for this incredible church. Is there anybody who loves the church tonight? I thank God for the incredible church that we are in. I thank God for the incredible leadership that we have. If you are a leader in the church tonight, I want you to get up and stand. If you lead anywhere in the church, if you are a teacher, a bus ministry rider, a driver, if you do anything in the church, if you are a worship leader, if you, if you help in the choir, whatever you do, I want you to stand. I want you to look around. I think we should give honor where honor is due tonight. These men and women are the people who help make the church go round and round every week long. You see, the windows do not clean themselves every week. I come up here, the Emery's are up here doing a lot of work. Or Brother Tom Clark is up here doing a lot of work. And I give them honor tonight because I thank God for all of the help that we have. I thank God that we have such incredible music. I thank God that we have an incredible leadership. I thank God for Pastor. I thank God for Pastor Lytle and, and his wife. I thank God for Pastor Newcomer and his wife. And that's all great, but I'm going to tell you, none of us are going to be able to grow the church into the next level like we ought to unless we know how to pray. I'm thankful for where we have come. But I've come to tell you tonight that we didn't get where we are on accident. But the reason we are here is because of a praying church. And the reason we're going to go ahead is going to be because of a praying church. But I'm going to tell you what's going to grow this thing. What's going to grow us into the next level of harvest is not going to be our music. It's not going to be our programs. It's not going to be a bus ministry. It's not going to be any of that. But I'm going to give you the ingredient that we might, we must never.
never forget the thing that's going to grow us is it's going to be a church who knows how to pray because prayer is what's going to bring revival to the city. I wish I had believers in the house tonight. chapter 2 is the beginning of the church, one of the greatest revivals ever recorded in history. I'm trying to tell you tonight that it wasn't just happenstance that that revival happened. It wasn't just being in the right place at the right time. No, it was not. I'm going to tell you what it was. It was a prayer meeting. It was a prayer meeting that really made it all happen. And if we go forward into history... When the gospel was brought into the Americas, if we go back into 1920 eras and we look at the, the wonderful revival that happened out in the West Coast, it was great. Thousands got the Holy Ghost. Miracles happened. Incredible things happened. But I've come to tell you tonight that it wasn't just because of where they were. I've come to tell you it doesn't matter if they were in a cornfield or they were in a multiple large areas. It doesn't matter. But I'm going to tell you what it was that made it happen. It was a group of people who knew how to pray. It was a group of people who knew how to touch the face of God. And I've come to tell you tonight that there's a great revival with our name on it. There's a great harvest that is ready. There's a great harvest that needs to be reaped. But I've come to tell you something. The only way we're going to see the fulfillment of the prophecy is if we know how to pray. You can take the 500-member church who does nothing but just comes and does a little patty cake to the Lord, but give me a church that knows how to hit their knees, and I'll show you a church that is powerful in the spirit. Come to remind you tonight my hand because I'm one of them. I'm going to tell you why that we have a hard time maintaining a prayer life. The reason that we are having the issue of really maintaining a daily walk with God is because somewhere in the midst of it all, Somewhere in the depths of our heart, we believe prayer only works half the time. You see, and this is what happens. I wish I had more time this morning. I have a lot of notes, and I didn't mean to go into all of this. There are two kinds of people. 
an answer, that will be right away for you right now. Do you love that? Do you love when the miracles happen? Do you love when the people get out of the wheelchairs? Do you love when the dead are raised? Do you love it all when that happens immediately? Amen? Yet we don't like when it does not happen within our time frame. Then this is what happens. When, when we begin to pray, now how many in this room? them real high. Nothing to be afraid of. This whole crowd, what happens is, is when the answer does not come right away, the enemy will send discouragement into your spirit. Because he knows that if he can just get you to believe that your miracle is never going to happen, that you will quit your prayer life once and for all. Discouragement takes the oxygen out of your prayer life. You see, how many of you know that we need oxygen to be able to live? We need oxygen to be able to survive this thing. But when the enemy puts you in the trial, what he wants is he wants that oxygen to be eliminated out of your prayer life. This is why that we have a hard time praying. You see, it was Cornelius in the book of Acts chapter 10. When he prayed, he prayed for an answer. He prayed over, he wanted a man who would come and would help him know what to do. Cornelius wasn't a Jewish man. He was a Gentile man. And the Holy Ghost had not yet been poured out upon the Gentiles. But there was a man named Cornelius who would not have it any other way than to have his answer. And he prayed. And this is what the Bible declares. Listen to me. The Bible declares that the angel of the Lord came to him. And he said, Cornelius, your prayers have gone up to heaven as a memorial before the Lord. What did that mean? The angel was letting him know, your prayer has not gone unnoticed. Because, you see, there are certain times that the answer might not show up right away, but that does not mean that God is ignoring us. Can I get a witness in the house? He said, your prayers have gone up as a memorial before the Lord. And you see, when the angel preached that to Cornelius, his answer was not yet there. But it was just a few verses later when his answer began to walk down the road to where he was. You see, it didn't come right away, but it was on the way. I've come to preach to somebody in this house that you might be asking the Lord that you need a miracle in your life and you've been asking for a long time and I've come to tell you that the enemy wants you to believe that your answer is never going to come but I've come to tell somebody if it hasn't yet happened don't you quit praying keep praying keep getting on your knees don't quit praying your answer is on the way
to understand as a child that a drained church is a powerful church. I said a So where there is no prayer, there is no power. You see, because it is the power to the church. It is in prayer that we get answers. It is in prayer where miracles happen. That's why that we lay hands on people and we pray in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to be in a weak church. I don't want to be in a mundane church that has no answers, it has no miracles, it has no signs, it has no wonders. But if I can get us to pray tonight, I know that we will tap into the power of the Holy Ghost. Prayer changes things. When we call in the name of Jesus, we are literally activating power of the name. And at the name of Jesus, everything begins to change. Are you with me tonight? I know this is not preaching yet, but if you'll give me a minute, I'm going to get there. I said when we call on the name of the Lord, we activate the power of that name. You see, when we are baptized in the name of Jesus, we put on the name of Jesus, which means we have access to the name of Jesus. Are you with me tonight? We have been given authority from God to loose things and also to bind things in the earth. The Bible declares that if we loose and bind on the earth, that it will be loose and bound in heaven. Are you with me? I'm going to get down right to where you are. You've got to realize that we have been given kingdom authority. And I'm going to break this down for you tonight. When Joseph was in Egypt, the king put the ring on his finger so that he could have the command of the kingdom. This is how that works. He goes in, he says, I want these walls to be white. They are going to look at him and say, who are you? He's going to raise his hand out to him, and there's a ring with the name of the king on his finger. You see, that is what Jesus has given the church. He's given us the ability with his name that we can show the ring on the finger to the devil. And he can say, who are you to tell me what to do? You must not know who I am. I've got the name of Jesus upon me. I've come to tell you tonight, you've got the power to bind and loose things. You've got the power to bind the enemy. You've got the power to loose the Holy Ghost. You have the power to loose the chains of addiction. If you call on the name of the Lord, you've been given kingdom authority, and yet we don't use our kingdom authority. You see, the Bible says if we bind it on earth, it will be bound in heaven. If we loose it on earth, it will be loosed in heaven. And I'm going to tell you what that means. That means if I say I bind every sickness and disease in this room, 
it's done. and it's found. You see, the Bible tells us we don't have to live after the flesh. Are you with me? That means when your carnality begins to come up in you, you bind it in Jesus' name. And it's bound in heaven. And we also have the ability to loose things. Now what does that mean? It means that if we want to loose that we speak in the church. What does that mean? It means when I say that we can lose things, it means, Lord, we lose the reign of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we lose you to do only what you can do. Lord, we lose the angels that they would come into this church and the Bible declares if we lose it, it's going to be loosed in heaven. You need to realize who you are and what you've got. You've got the greatest name in the entire universe. And somebody tonight needs to speak the name of Jesus over your situation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig this out right now because I'm not going any further until we get this. There's so many people in this room who live under constant attack of the enemy because you're not using what you've been given.
have no right to have it. Now I'm going to tell you what happens. Is there's a lot of us in this room that we have given the devil all dominion. We have let him have everything that should be ours. He has our joy and he has no right to have it. He has our peace and he has no right to have it. And I've come to tell you tonight, you have authority. And now you need to walk in the dominion of the Holy Ghost and say, you can't have it. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. If you believe that, clap your hands and give God praise right now. exactly why the devil hates a church that knows how to pray. Because when there's a church that knows how to pray, he loses his dominion. You see, the word of God is our weapon, and prayer is our weapon. And I'm going to tell you what happens. When a, when a church begins to pray, and when a church begins to pray the word, we begin to take the territory that he had under control all this time with no right. I've come to tell you tonight that the human race was given the dominion over the earth and all they had to do was go after it. What does that mean? It means that the devil, he really believes that he can hold this place captive. He really believes that this community is his. But I've come to serve the devil notice. We got a praying church that's about to shake the gates of hell with the power of prayer. The devil's not afraid of a weak church. He's not afraid of a prayerless church. He's afraid when a church gets on their knees and they pray. rather have church they would they would rather go to a church that would not have the blessing of the blessing I'm going to get down to my business and wrap up I want to explain something to you because there are times when the church needs alignment to the will of God and I know that a lot of you probably don't like me right now but we need to get aligned into the plan of God we need an alignment into the will of God. It is not the will of God that we are a church who does not know how to pray. But it is the will of God that we would find a place on our knees once again. And we would touch the he heaven with our prayers. I want to know something. Are you okay with a weak church or do you want a powerful church? Are you okay being a weak people or do you want a powerful people? I want to be a church that is hell's worst nightmare. But that's only going to come when we pay the price of prayer. It's only going to come through prayer.
anyone know what this preacher's preaching about tonight? Hey, you know what, Pastor Danny? We need honesty in church. We're not perfect people. When you wake up with an ache, you say, there's an ache there. I know part of me that wants to get up out of this bed. I'm going to tell you, every time, Holy Ghost right now, God's trying to help us tonight. Every time that you roll out of bed, when you're achy in your back, and you say, I don't want to get up, I'm going to tell you what you're telling, you're telling that old nasty carnality of yours, I know it doesn't feel good, I know I don't want to, but you're not going to control me, I'm going to be a spirit-led man, I'm going to be a prayerful man, I'm going to be a prayerful woman, I've come to preach to you, get your carnality under subjection. Many of us in this room tonight morning crowd is our guest crowd. A lot of new people, but everyone in this room has been in church for a while. You know how to pray. You know of the place. A lot of us have a place of prayer. And if you don't have a place of prayer where you go every day, you need to find a place of prayer. It needs to be your place of prayer. I'm not a proponent. Listen, me and my wife at night, we pray her place and I have my place because I'm not a nice man in the morning. Everyone in this room needs a place of prayer. And I'm going to tell you, there's a difference. I want you to hear me right now. There's a difference in between knowing God and knowing of God. There's a difference between knowing the place simply knowing of the place. Are you with me tonight? Abraham and Judas, I'm going to use them as an example. They both began on the right path in different eras of history. Yet at the end of their life, they did about it and we sing about it yet we never visit the place I'm going to tell you 
I don't just want to know the place of prayer. I, I don't want to just know of that place, but I want to know that place. I want to know the secret place of the Most High. I want to go there every day, and I pray to God that you want to go there every day. that spirit right now in this room. Listen to how quiet this room is right now. Because there is a wall of carnality that is in this room. And it's trying to get me intimidated about what I'm preaching. But I'm not intimidated by any ounce of carnality. We've got to be a praying people. We've got to be a praying church. We've got to get through that wall. We've got to break through the barrier. And we've got to pray. We've got to pray. tell you what does good is actually praying. This is the most simple topic. And I'm going to tell you that the church of America is the most carnally driven church I've ever seen in my life. The most carnal church I've ever seen in my life that we really think that we can do it without God and that's why we won't pray. for is I'm looking for about 25 or 30 people who really want this thing. I'm looking for about 20 to 30 people who really want to get in prayer. I'm looking for 20 to 30 people who want to be powerful in the spirit. I'm looking for 20 or 30 people who want to hit their knees. I'm looking for 20 or 30 people who really want to get a hold of God.
this land, this nation, we need a healing. We are going in the wrong direction. Like it or not, I don't care. But we're going in the wrong direction. And I've come to tell you tonight, we need a praying church that will really drive out the spirit of the Antichrist that's trying to silence the church. I've come to tell you tonight, we need to pray. of the prophets. When you pray, you're prophesying. You are saying things that are not as they were. I've come to tell you tonight that the Antichrist wants to keep the church's mouth closed. And I'm going to tell you something. I know this is live stream, and I hope that we don't get in trouble for this. But we have men dressed like women going into our high schools and our elementary schools and they're reading to these children and it is such a nasty spirit of perversion. The LGBT community and I love everyone in that community but I don't love what they go for and they're very loud about it and they don't want anyone to ever say anything about it. It is a spirit of the end times that wants to silence the church. But I've come to tell you that it's no good for us to get on Facebook and put it on there. But if we get in our prayer closet, we can change things. Why? Because there's power in a praying church. trying to draw us to a place that we haven't been to in a long time. The Lord is trying to draw us to a place where we get on our knees again and we touch the throne of heaven. The Lord is trying to call us into a relationship with him. The Lord is trying to call us into a place where the church is given all the power that it needs. The Lord is trying to call us, but I'm going to tell you, it's not going to come cheap. It's not going to come easy. It's going to come through being on your knees and getting a hold of God. Getting a hold of God. I know I say it every every time I preach, you gotta understand my heart tonight. And prayer is my passion. The reason prayer is by my prayer warriors. Prayer is my passion. I grew up in a church that did not pray. I grew up in a church in a prayer room, which was so loud. was so loud, it was so authoritative, and I remember it taught me how to pray, but I am very concerned tonight that there's a generation that's rising up that does not know how to pray because our elders have lost their voice. I've come to tell you that the church is losing its voice. The church is losing its prayer. The church is losing its connection to God, and there's a generation of young people who are rising up, and they don't know how to pray.
pray because mom and dad never taught them how to pray. I've come to tell you in this room, we can't lose our voice of prayer, but we've got to know that we can get a hold of God. We need God, and the only way that we can contact him is through prayer. Through prayer. I almost took a picture in the prayer room today of an empty prayer room. I'm going to tell you what you tell God when you don't reach to him every day. What you're telling him is, I don't need my relationship with you because I've got it all under control. I've come to tell you, if you got your life all under control, I give you honor tonight because I'm a wretched man who can't do anything. I've got to have God. I've got to have God. Is there anybody in this room that knows that they need more of God? to speak to you. I want to communicate with you, but you first have to communicate with me. I've come to tell you in this room tonight that if you reach to God, he's going to reach back to you, and he's going to talk to you, and he's going to answer prayers for you. If you believe that, stand up on your feet and lift your hands and say, God, I'm going to pray like I've never prayed. I'm going to reach like I've never reached.
when Jesus healed the blind and he healed the deaf. Do you realize that that was his plan the entire time? It didn't have to wait. Because they could have walked in the temple and been healed immediately. But they could not because there was not a praying people. And even full of faith and power did great wonders and miracles among the people. There's another verse that reads, and when they heard Philip, this is a preaching church. I believe that we preach the gospel. I believe that we preach the truth. And that's great. But what he did went beyond the preaching. It said when they heard him and saw the miracles, then they listened to his words. You see, the gospel goes beyond And it was the plan of God. It was a plan the whole time that the house of the Lord was a place where they could come and have their life changed. But Jesus walked in and realized this place is not in order for there to be any great work. This place is not in order for there to be any great miracles. This place is not in order for any life to be changed. This place is not in order for someone to come in and be delivered. This place is not in order for anyone to come in and be healed. This place is not in order that the unbeliever can come in and see the power of the Holy Ghost and believe. So what Jesus had to do is he had to clean out all the junk. He had to clean out the temple. He had to clean out the carnality. He had to clean out the complacency. And he said, my house has to be called a house of prayer. I don't want to have church anymore. I want to have church like the churches down the road. I want to be the same as everybody else. I want to be a church who flows in apostolic demonstration. I want to be a church that flows in apostolic ministry. I want to be, do I have a witness in the house? I want a church that knows what it's like to get a hold of God. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. The only way that we would ever reach that place, the only way that we're ever going to walk in that place is if we know how to pray. tell you, Pastor Dylan's greatest desire, I wish to God that we would have a 24-hour prayer chain until Jesus comes back. Can you hear the quietness right there? I wish to God that we would have a church that would pray 24 hours a day until Jesus returned for his people. Because I'm going to tell you something. We, we are, we, it is prophesied.
prophesied that we are going to be a church. We're going to be a great church, a large church. We're going to see a great harvest, and I believe that. But I've come to tell you, until we get the prayer thing figured out, we're never going to reach that potential. We've got to pray. We've got to pray. We've got to pray. I just want the keys to come up right now. This evening, I'll tell you, this, this is no pat on my back, but right now I'm writing a book on prayer. I wish I had multiple weeks to get into what the Lord has been speaking to me about this evening. I wish I had multiple nights that I could come and preach and teach you about prayer. But I've come to tell you, Zion has to find its voice again. Zion needs to find its place again. Everyone that came up to this front wants wants to be a praying church tonight. We got to quit putting responsibility on everybody else. Is it okay if Pastor Dylan?
about somewhere every day in your home where you're praying. Every day. If you can't pray for one hour, you better get on your knees and pray for at least 25 minutes. I'm going to tell you what else would happen. Quit coming to church late on nights. Quit getting in here right behind the service. Get here early and get in that prayer room. I'm tired of empty prayer rooms. You're not too busy that you can't pray. I should get a witness in this house. We're not too busy that we can't pray. Somebody in this room doesn't need to leave this place until you get a hold of this thing. Someone in this room doesn't need to leave this altar until you get a hold of a spirit of prayer. Until that spirit wakes you up in the morning every day and is calling you to prayer. The Bible says that God is looking for intercessors. He's looking for a people that would get on their knees and intercede. But he could find none. Let it not be said in this hour that the Lord cannot find a praying people. We've got to pray. And someone in this room needs to get on your knees. Get on your hands and knees and cry out to God and pray and get a hold of prayer. Why are you looking at me tonight? You're not praying to me. I want you to pray to him. You don't need my direction. You know how to pray. You need to get on your hands and knees. Someone needs to get on their knees at this altar and get a hold of God. Stop being complacent. Stop being complacent. Stop being carnally driven. Stop being carnally minded. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to be a praying church. It's time to be a praying people. We've got to know what it is to touch God. How long has it been since you've let tears flow down your face? How long has it been since you've since you've tapped in the intercessory prayer? How long has it been since you bridged the gap for somebody in prayer? You've got to find your place tonight. You've got to find that secret place. You've got to find that altar. You've got to build that altar in your life.
come on, don't let this be a quiet altar right now. I need a people that will lift their voice and pray. If you have the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. I want you to get a hold of God right now. Some of you have been called the intercessory prayer. God desires to use you. You need to answer that call tonight. You need to let that spirit wake you up. You need to let the Holy Ghost challenge your heart. Someone answer the call. Answer the call. Answer the call. I hear the Spirit calling the church. Someone answer the call. prayer life because you're bitter that your answer has not yet come but keep praying keep going to that place your prayers have gone up as a memorial before the Lord I wish I had some elders that would lift their voice and pray right now let the younger generation hear the elders pray That's it, don't stop. Why do we put a time schedule on an altar call? Someone don't quit praying. We've got to touch God. We need to pray until we break through this thing. We need to pray till we break through. Come on, Brother Zach. We need to pray till we break through in the spirit. Into the call of prayer. Come on, Sister Chelsea. We gotta pray this thing through. Come on, Brother Noah. We gotta know how to pray. Come on, Brother Josh. We've gotta know how to pray. Baba Dante. 
I see some tears beginning to flow. You got to pray till you break through. You need to pray till you break through. You need to pray till you get that carnality under subjection. You need to pray until that barrier begins to fall. We become so emotionally driven that we wait on music to pray. I wonder, if a, I wonder if there's a praying people that wouldn't care about what the music sounded like. I wish there was a praying people that wouldn't worry about the song. But you would just pray because you know you've got to get a hold of God. No more music, the rest of the altar call. Everybody find a place to pray right now. Everybody get on your knees. Everybody pray. I feel a spirit of impartation, of prayer coming upon us. Come on. Everybody find a place right now. Everybody get a hold of God. Let Zion travail right now. You don't got to leave the altar. You can stay in the altar. Let Zion travail. Find your voice, Sister Marissa. You're an intercessor. You're an intercessor. Find your voice. Find your voice. It's all right to pray loud. It's all right to lift your voice and pray. Come on, husbands, get down by your wife right now and pray until the spirit of prayer hits your home. Come on, the spirit of prayer is getting a hold of somebody. That spirit's getting on somebody. Don't quit till you break through. Don't quit till you break through. That's it. That's it. Come on. Keep pushing the spirit. Keep pushing in the spirit. Pray. Get the spirit of prayer. I wish I had a church that knew what it was like to lift their voice in prayer. Let God hear Zion pray. Come on, Zion, find your voice. Come on, Zion, find your voice again. Come on, elder, find your voice. Come on, young person, find your voice. God desires a connection. God desires a praying people. God desires a powerful people. God desires to do a work among us. But it's only going to come when we know what it means to pray.
That's it, Brother Alex. Come on, Sister Rosa. You guys are called the intercessory prayer. You've got a ministry of prayer upon you. You need to pray till you break through. Don't let the devil lie to you and say that you can't pray powerfully. You've got the real thing. You've just got to pray till you break through. You've got to pray till you let those tears flow. I see some tears flowing on some elders' faces that I haven't seen in a long time. Don't just sit there and look cute, but somebody pray until tears flow. Pray until you are refilled with a passion to pray. Find a passion to reach God. Find a passion.